Welcome back, everybody, to Welcome. the Real Japan podcast. I am one of the hosts, Kenzo. And I am Ferg. And as usual, we will have the latest headlines from Japan, including everyone's favorite virus, the coronavirus, and what's going on with that, along with other unrelated topics, because I'm sure everyone's a bit worn out hearing about the, the COVID so yeah we've got that in store for you and before we get on into that we'll see what ferg the mountain man has been up to for the past week yes sir well you called me a mountain man and in the last week i did indeed climb a local mountain it was the first time i've been able to get out and do a nice bit of hiking for a while it felt good. good to be out in the fresh air were there a lot of people out well this is an interesting thing and something i was uh meaning to talk to you about so on this particular mountain there were not a lot of people thankfully which is always nice when you can hike the trail and it's not so crowded Mm. however you know when i was driving around like the parking site for this particular trail is near to a major tourist attraction nearby. Or, sorry, it's the same one that's actually used for the, the tourist attraction. Okay, and okay. I also went down to the city afterwards, so I was, you know, I drove a, a, along the road a bit, past a few other parking parking lots, and they were so crowded. It was... Really? Like, really, like, on a level with the busiest... I've ever seen it. Wow. Yeah, absolutely. So people are coming out in droves because they've been cooped up for so long. Yes, sir. That's what I wondered. Or I wondered if people had the same idea as me in trying to sort of make the most of the um, bit of good weather before the rainy season kicks in. Yeah, rainy season. Yes, sir. But, oh, it was so crowded. And there's like a campsite with a kind of grassy bit Mm. outside. And yeah, you could really see there were people, you know, having picnics, kids playing on the grass. It was really crowded. Looked nice in the sunny weather, of course, but I didn't expect it to become quite so crowded quite so quickly after all the sort of requests for people to refrain from going out were eased. Yeah, I guess um, they've flipped the switch, right? The state of emergency is uh, is gone. Thing of the past. Yes, sir. And people just back to back to normal. Yes, sir. And everyone over here wears masks anyway, so. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah, just back to normal. Well, also as well, even if there are lots of people concentrated in a few tourist sites. I wondered if it could be the case that people feel a bit safer coming to the countryside rather than the city, even if effectively there's the same amount of people in these small areas. Yeah, just probably. Just the feeling that you're coming out to the countryside, you know. And, you know, the air feels fresher. Exactly, yeah. yeah. But this mountain I climbed, it has a quite thrilling and interesting bit called Arinoto, which is where you walk along this sort of very narrow part of rock with a sheer drop on either side. 
and there's Yikes. you know usually one or two people that sadly sort of die each year from <laughs> they die falling off um but i'll post a picture to instagram so listeners can see that by the time this episode comes out um hopefully there's like rails no there's no so rails just like totally fall oh really the, yeah there's like a chain on some parts of it you know a chain that you can use to hold on to and kind of pull yourself yeah. up yeah oh wow yeah i hope yeah, I, I, i'm not overdoing it i don't want you to be disappointed when you see the photo Oh well, like, oh, I, I wouldn't be, I wouldn't be caught dead anywhere near that. I'm, I'm not good with heights. Oh really? Yeah, I'm, yeah. Like, like I went to, um, uh, hmm. you know, you go to like Tokyo Sky Tree or whatever. Yep. And I, I have to stay at least six feet back from the the window. Really? Yeah, because I'm terrified if I get too close to the edge. Do you walk over those? You know, they have the glass floors in those places. Do you walk oh, over no, those? never. <laughs> See, the closest I ever get to those is I'll stand back from the glass and I'll just put my phone up over the glass to take a picture. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, there's no You're way, missing man. out. In a great city like Tokyo, you can enjoy the, the amazing scenery from these high places. Well, yeah, I mean, it's fine as, as long as I'm far away from the, the window or the edge or whatever. No, okay. Yeah. yeah. Well, maybe if you come to Nagano, we'll avoid this particular mountain. Eh? Yeah, it might be a good idea. What about you? Were you, how was your sort of past week? Oh, it was, it was, it was, uh, tiring, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I went to, since our last recording, um, which was on, what was it Wednesday? Last Wednesday? Yep. Yeah, and today's Wednesday. Um, but I went to Okinawa twice. I went Thursday, Friday, and then Monday, Tuesday. And yeah, like the flights are so packed. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah, it's bad. That's wild that it's so busy. Yeah, yeah, it, and the interesting thing is because the the, fir the first my first trip, mm. um, which was I don't even remember anymore. Uh, right at the beginning of the month, yeah. Um, the flight it wasn't it was I would say it was like sixty percent full. Okay, and then. Each time I go, it's a, a bit more crowded. Yeah, yeah. Because I think people are slowly starting to fly more. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and, and so it's interesting to see. So yesterday, it was more or less completely booked by this yeah. point. Do you think there's any possibility that, you know, people have been doing their best to stay inside the past couple of months or so, you know, especially families. They've perhaps saved a little bit of money with 
not taking the kids shopping or to the zoo or whatever they normally do on the weekend. So they've decided, you know what, let's take the family to Okinawa. Well, you know, the restrictions yeah, have been eased. A, let's go and spend a few days in the sun. Mm. Um, although I, I, I must say, there, there, I don't see too many families. Yeah. It seems to be mostly like local people that yeah. are going because they have to for whatever reason. Oh, I see. That's interesting. Yeah, or like, or like business travelers or yeah. people like me <clears throat> that are trying to rack up miles. It was funny because um, yeah, waiting in line to, to board, I, I overheard a conversation from the guy behind me. And was he talking about his miles? Yeah, he was on the phone with um with a friend, presumably. Yeah. Yeah, and and, and talking about uh, and I I think his friend is doing it too. Yeah. So they were talking about like how many round trips they needed to take to. He's <laughs> like, oh, I I need, to, I need to do it three more times or something. Yeah. Yeah. So well, their um uh, their double miles incentive seems to be having an effect. Certainly. Yeah, that's good, isn't it? Well, it will be worth it when you're chilling in the business lounge, zooming yeah. through security like an executive traveler. Yeah, with my economy ticket, but hey, they don't need to know that. <laughs> you can keep that hidden. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, good yeah. stuff. So I have three more round trips yep. this month, and then I'll be I'll be done. Good stuff. Yeah. Will you celebrate your final round trip when you get I... back, or you go for some yummy food or something? Yeah, maybe. I, I'm, yeah, I'll probably just go get go get tossed. Yeah. <laughs> yeah go get go get plastered. Uh, yes, sir. Yeah. So with uh, that out of the way, I guess we'll move on to the coronavirus roundup. Brought to you by Ferg. Yes, sir. So, as of the date that we're recording, Wednesday, June the 10th, there were 17,326 confirmed cases of coronavirus in Japan, 923 deaths. As people have heard many times and are well aware of by now, I'm sure it's quite a low rate of infection, especially compared with countries in the West. So the numbers at least seem to point to Japan having handled the virus quite well. That's what the numbers would imply. We'll talk a little bit more about that in a minute. There have been some fears in the past week about the number of infections rising, uh, particularly in Tokyo, where there were 45 new cases discovered overnight. We're currently on a state of Tokyo alert as we discussed last week, we're not 100%. Yeah, which, uh, yeah, no one's sure what it means. <laughs> exactly. But the Rainbow Ridge, the Rainbow Bridges has turned red in a sort of scary sign of, you know, be alert. But. Yeah, be on the alert. Yes, sir. The, the reason we're currently on this state of Tokyo alert is because the weekly rate of increase in the number of new cases is uh, 1.1 times. So 
just slightly increasing rather than, you know, the number of new cases decreasing. Right, right, right. And if it's over one times, then that is one of the criteria for issuing this state of Tokyo alert. The other two criteria, one is the average daily number of cases measured over a week. And we're currently at a level of 17.9 new cases per day on average. Mm. Uh, and if it, that hits 20, that is another criteria for issuing the alert. The, all, the other criteria is the percent of new cases with no clear route of infection. The idea being that if you have many people for whom you don't know where they caught the coronavirus, then that indicates that it might be quite widespread among the population. Whereas if you can tie it down to these clusters in hospitals, for example, or other places, then it might not be quite as widespread within the population. At the moment, the percent of cases for which we do not know how they became infected is 49.6%. And if that number hits 50%, that's another criteria for... Oof. Yeah. So... Living, living are, on the edge, man. Yes, sir. So... We're in a state of limbo, perhaps, at the moment. It seems yeah, to yeah. be slightly getting under control, but it's not quite clear. We're certainly not out of the woods yet, and it may resurge. Yeah, certainly. There have talks in the House of Representatives, that's the, the lower house of Japan's parliament, began um, yesterday concerning this... the or discussions began yesterday in the House of Representatives concerning this supplementary budget of 31.9 trillion yen, one of the largest ever. Mm-hmm. You know, the idea of of it being to sort of implement money to go towards measures to address and fight coronavirus, subsidies, right, etc. Right. The government, as I mentioned at the start of this coronavirus... You know, the numbers might seem to suggest that they've done okay, or at least okay, in tackling the coronavirus. However, there does seem to be the sense among the public that, you know, the response to the coronavirus has been a little bit bungled and a bit late. You know, the Abino masks, yeah. the masks is a perfect example yeah, of that, which we yeah. discussed last time. So they I were... still haven't got mine. <laughs> yes, uh, me neither. And in addition to that, the government has also been grilled on this mess uh, with, you know, the Service Design Engineering Council and Dentsu basically mm-hmm, outsourcing mm-hmm. the processing of subsidies for businesses. You know, the impression, at least, is that it's a huge waste of taxpayers' money. We did mention it in last week's episode when the story was just breaking. But, you know, apparently Dentsu outsourced... so. The Service Design Engineering Council, a very small company, received the contract. They outsourced it to Dentsu. Dentsu re-outsourced it to a number of group companies who, again, outsourced it to companies that were involved in the creation of the Service Design Engineering Council. You know, apparently Dentsu outsourced 97% of the operations, but they kept 
10.4 billion yen of the <laughs> of the 76.9 billion yen expenses oh, like, for uh, sounds like a, a great business model to me you get free money <laughs> yes sir everyone else does the work and you keep the you keep the profits Yes, sir. They, the impression, at least, is that they skimmed a nice little bit off the top for themselves, and it's not clear how much yeah, value was yeah. added. You know, Dentsu for their part. Yeah, it's just, it, like it's it's uh, it's comical, like the layers of outsourcing, and everyone yes. just keeps everyone just keeps taking a cut. Yes, exactly, exactly. Yeah, I mean, even were it not for the fact that they were taking a cut, it's still grossly inefficient and it delays mm -hmm. you know the payment of money to the businesses that need it yeah yeah certainly and, and you know the the money that all these various companies are skimming that's money that could have gone to to businesses that actually need it yes are in dire need exactly exactly i mean this is taxpayers money let's not forget that is yeah, essentially yeah, going that, in the that's pocket, your so. money. It's my money. Yep, that we we worked hard for, and then the man took it all. <laughs> yes, sir. Yeah. In another story this past week, the finance minister Taro Aso, kind of notable moron, I would say. I don't think. Yeah. We're allowed to say that, aren't we? I, th I think so. I think we can call him a moron. <laughs> well, he has been. Featured in the news a, a number of times for a number of bluffs. He is perhaps a somewhat careless speaker. Yeah, well, he's careless, but also, like, he just doesn't care. Yes, yeah. I mean, that's the impression I get. Because he knows that he can say whatever the hell he wants, and, like, there's there's no repercussions. Yes, sir. He, the interesting thing, and we'll come on to the, the reason I'm mentioning him this week in a minute, but, you know, when you look on a news site, and they have their related stories at the bottom. And the rela mm -hmm. whenever you read a story about, you know, this finance minister, Tyrell Asso, his related stories are all sort of like, you know, LDP apologizes for Asso, gaff, you know, <laughs> editorial Asso has to go, editorial, you know, or Asso makes more discriminatory statements, etc. you know, dating back quite a while. But mm -hmm. this past week, he, he basically said in a kind of parliamentary sort of, um, you know, discussion session that, or questioning, he said that he had many countries, you know, phoning him up to ask how Japan had fared so well against coronavirus. And he said yeah. that the mind or the mind are different in Japan compared <laughs> with, with other other countries. This, so, this so basically, we were successful because we're better than you. Exactly. Like as a <laughs> as a race, we're better than you. Exactly. Yes. Yes. This word mind or does that's what it kind of implies. Certainly. The, yeah. Uh, I mean, of course, this is an embarrassment, really. Mm. An opposition politician, Maiko Tajima, she's an upper house member of the Constitutional Democratic Party. She said on Twitter, 
It's an embarrassment to the world. I beg you to shut up and say no more. The Oof, those harsh words. <laughs> yes, sir. I mean, it is interesting that, as we mentioned at the top of the coronavirus, the cases in Japan seem to be so low. I do... I'm not sure, but perhaps more research will have more information about this in, in future years. However, it seems that perhaps different strands of the virus have affected different countries. If you look across Asia, you know, of course, we had the outbreak in China, but they managed to get it under control reasonably well. Yeah. South yeah. Korea, they controlled it well. We haven't heard significant news stories about major outbreaks in India, for example, Southeast Asia. Yeah, yeah. Um, I I have read that... um, Hmm. I'm pretty sure this is true. Um, Yeah. But the... but So, so yeah, like you said, there's a number of different strands. And the one that's prevalent in Asia is... It's like the weakest of the... However many there are. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, or or the the least, uh, relatively speaking, the least contagious of the of the handful of strands or strains. Yeah, I mean, obviously, it seems like it's a bit too early to say, but it will be interesting to see yeah. how discussion goes around this in in future years because it is interesting the extent to which it's affected different countries differently. Yeah, and then the one, um, whatever strands the most prevalent in Europe and mm. the U.S. Yeah, and and I and I guess like South America as well, like the Americas, basically is, yeah. is like one of the uh, the more potent ones. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it could also perhaps be some sort of inherent, like a a sort of more of a tendency toward natural immunity in certain races you know which could yeah there could be yeah certainly i mean that the virus spreads slower in asia i mean that's a, a possibility although yeah i mean it's definitely something mm. i think i i think that the knee-jerk reaction would be you know it's like oh that's that's racist you know, but yeah. um, it's definitely something that should be, I think, looked at from, uh, uh, like, objectively, you know. Because, yeah. Yeah. The, just finally, before we move on from the the coronavirus roundup, and this next item is kind of perhaps tangentially related to coronavirus. But, you know, mm. as we all know, there's protests going on in the U.S. against police brutality. There were marches in Tokyo and Osaka this past weekend protesting kind of racial prejudice and police treatment of minorities in Japan. There was a case apparently Mm -hmm. of a traffic stop where allegedly the the police were a little bit rough with a Kurdish man. They they stopped. Yeah, they they, they slammed him into the ground or something, right? Yeah. At at least that that was what I read. Yeah, yeah. The there was also NHK. They sort of put their foot in the mouth this past week when they aired a kind of clip of the protests in the US. NHK being the national broadcaster mm-hmm. in, in Japan. Sorry. And basically, this clip is like a caricature of Black Americans. You know, it has these sort of like muscled 
cartoonish men, you know, people yeah. playing the guitar and wearing fedoras and things. This video, quite amazingly, talked about income disparity and the coronavirus as the reasons for these protests. But they did not mention, you know, the death of George Floyd. Really? Yeah, I mean, it seems absolutely unbelievable. But sadly, it doesn't entirely surprise me. A number of people complained about this. The U.S. ambassador yeah. to Japan, the interim U.S. ambassador to Japan, complained it was offensive and insensitive. NHK did eventually remove the video from their Twitter feed. They said it was posted with a lack of consideration. You know, I do just think mm. things like this are an embarrassment, you know, as we're going into the 21st century. Well, as we are well into yeah. the 21st century, yeah. sorry. And we still have these kind of caricatures on, on um, by not even like a minor organization. This is NHK. They should absolutely know better. Yeah, but unfortunately, uh, I think in, in this country, it's um, people to this day just aren't, I, aren't um, used to having other races around. Yeah, yeah. Because it's, it's such a, I don't know if it's closed off, but it's, um, it's such a uniform society, right? I mean. Yeah. I think as well. Not, yeah. 90% of the people are of the same race. So it's, it's, they're just not used to being uh, sensitive to these kinds of issues. Yeah, certainly I agree with that. I do, that is certainly a valid defense I think to some extent of the way minorities are represented and treated in Japan mm, but I do think mm. on the other hand you know we're not talking about a real remote sort of underdeveloped society here this is Japan one of the biggest economies in the world you know the western culture is everywhere every Japanese person has seen foreigners you know, on TV and things. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And this is, you know, for example, I grew up in a relatively smallish town in the UK. You know, there was sort of a handful of um, racial, like minority students, um, you know, mm -hmm, black mm -hmm. and Asian students in my high school. But it, you know, it didn't change the fact that I think on the whole, like, you know, of course there were isolated incidents, but people treated other minorities with you know with respect generally because that's how you know we knew how to behave because it was an issue that was talked about in the media yeah, and, in, yeah. and in families whereas i think in japan there's just a kind of lack of willingness to change yeah 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 certainly i because I, I grew up in a in a small town in mm. in the the u.s yeah and it was it was in california so there were I was, it was probably like 50% white yeah. and maybe 40% uh, Hispanic and then 10% other uh, yeah. where, where I grew up. Yeah. And yeah, people were, yeah, it was interesting because people were quite used to having, uh, you know, Hispanic people 
uh, in the community. But yeah. then the um, there were very few Asians. Yeah. Um, and very few black people as well. So, but despite that, I mean, people were, yeah, I mean, they were generally, like you said, there, there was isolated stuff, you know, there's always going to be idiots. Yeah. Um, but yeah, by and large, I mean, everyone was cool, like was, um, accommodating and there wasn't any, there wasn't any of this like weird caricaturism like there is in Japan. Yeah. 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 I would like one th- one thing that really that grinds my gears over here is the way I'm uh, like th- there are these programs on TV that mm. it's basically like a best of YouTube type program. <laughs> yeah. Where where all they do, like all this program does, I, I I applaud them because it's their production budget must be extremely low and people generally seem to watch it so yeah they've uh they've figured out the formula there but basically all the program does is they go on they go on the internet yep and they find all like the the trending clips du jour yep. and they just play and they just play them back and uh <clears throat> and yeah. get the celebrities to watch them and and this and that but but in any case but yeah, like, I would say maybe 80% of the clips are not from Japan. Yeah. They're, they're you know, they're, they're usually from the U.S. Yeah. Um, of just, of just, like, just, you know, people doing silly things. Mm. And they're, they're, they're um, <clears throat> like, meme videos, right? Mm. But... But yeah, like the, I don't quite know how to describe it, but, but like the underlying tone seems to be that like it's funnier when it's a, a foreigner yeah, being silly. Yeah. I mean, it's kind of, it's kind of like, um, I, I, hmm, yeah, I don't, I don't know. I don't know quite how to describe it, but it's, it's it, it, like the video itself obviously is funny. The clip is funny, yeah. but it's funnier because it's a white guy. Yeah, like, sort of like if it was, the, if it was the yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, if it was the same clip, but it was a Japanese person, like for for whatever reason, like it wouldn't be as funny. Yeah, yeah, you, you know, and and then that couple with they usually do these like cheesy voiceovers. Yeah. To accompany the clip, mm. and the way they do the voiceovers, it makes foreigners like it's like a caricature of a foreigner. Like he's all like, like Ugh. yeah, bumbling around. Yeah, yeah, he's like a, like yeah, like the bumbling foreigner. Mm. Like the way the voiceovers are done, mm. and. Yeah, I'm like I don't like I'm not, I'm not one of those easily offended people. But just the way it's it's so systemic in the way the programming is made. Like I, I I find it a bit offensive because I mean foreigners are just portrayed as these caricatures of people. Yeah, yeah. Oh yeah. I mean I certainly do think it's offensive. I mean a counterpoint might be that. 
you know, we do hear about this kind of wacky Japan theme mm-hmm, mm-hmm. in yeah, the West. Yeah. A lot That's of dis- a thing. discussion about Japan in the West centers on this idea that Japan is so wacky, that Japanese mm-hmm, people mm-hmm. are strange. You know, so, I mean, it's complicated, isn't it? There's certainly stereotypes on both sides. Hopefully we're doing our little bit to bring a bit more sort of discussion of Japan and perhaps educate some of the misinformation and lack of education on the English speaking side. It would be nice if Yeah, yeah. If Japan evolves into in in future years. You know, into a place where sort of minorities are respected more and as you said, not caricatured mm. and condescended. Yeah. Yeah, certainly. Well, ho- hopefully, yeah, we can we can get there sometime Let, soon. Let's hope so. In the next fifty years, at least. Yeah, yeah, it, yeah it's going to take a while, that's for sure. <laughs> yes. Sir. Yeah. Oh well, shall we move on to our main stories? Yeah, yeah, let's do it. Um, I I, I got a, a quickie. Okay. Um, so the consumer affairs. Agency, I guess. Um, yep. The, yeah, Shohi Seikatsu Center. So, mm. Consumer Lifestyle Center. Um, yep. Published their Consumer Complaints Report for 2019. Mm. And the th- most interesting thing of note uh, to me was that during 2019, the number of complaints relating to subscription services was 44,370 okay. complaints for the year. Quite a lot. Um, yeah, which is double the number in 2018. Double? Wow. In one yeah, year. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, another interesting point of note was... I don't know. What, what was it called in English? Where, like, you get, like, a text that says you need to pay up, but, like, it's fake. Oh yes, like a kind of extortion, I suppose, or a, a scam. Yeah, I guess. Yeah, well, yeah, I guess it's just a scam. Yeah, and people have probably received these uh, regardless of where, what country they live in. But you'll get like a text that says, "Your subscription has expired. Please pay your past due amount, or yes. whatever the case may be." And then they uh, they try to scam you out of money. Yes. Um, but those have gone down by half. Oh, really? That's interesting. Um, there, I mean, there were 130,000 complaints, but that's about uh, half the number from 2018. Yeah, that's interesting. So, so it looks like they're, they're making progress in, in that area. Yeah. Um, but, but yeah, this whole thing with subscriptions is becoming a, a big problem. Mm. Um, Was there any discussion of says, some of yeah, yeah. It says most of the complaints were related to dietary supplements and other okay. like health yeah. goods and um, uh, like cosmetics. Yeah. Yeah. And basically it's, um, I think most people can kind of picture it, but there's the, the you get the first month for a deep discount. Yeah. And then after that, the the rate goes up and you're signed up for this subscription that you, you start receiving diet pills every month for yeah. double what you paid for the first month kind of thing. 
and uh, people, yeah, they just assume that you get you're getting this deal, but they don't read the fine print, and they end up on the yeah. hook for for whatever. Yeah, the, the the cost of the pills is, but yeah, I don't I don't I don't know. What do you think? Yeah, I think it's certainly shady business practices by these companies. I think that companies are well aware that in many cases people sign up to these services, try it out, and then forget to to cancel it. Yeah, well, that's what I think that, yeah, I mean, I would even go so far as to say that's what they're banking on. Yeah, yeah, certainly. Yeah. Which I think is really is quite shady it's like companies do the mm, same thing mm. right with where they will offer customers loyalty points instead of like cashback because they know that there'll be a certain yeah, percentage of yeah. people that will forget or not be bothered to spend loyalty points yeah certainly yeah so then in the end it works I mean, out I've, yeah i've had i've had loyalty points expire before so i oh yeah me yeah, too i i've, I've yeah, I fit right into their business plans. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yeah. I mean, although I, I don't know, hmm. I, I might add though that hmm. because this isn't like a new thing. Yeah. You know, I mean, this has been going on since the like the mail order days, where you yeah. would, you know send send off or something in the mail. Yeah. Um, and, and yeah, while I, I agree that the companies, I mean, it, it is a bit of a shady business practice in in general, yeah. where you're essentially banking on the fact that your customers are going to keep buying something that they don't want. Yeah. Uh, I mean, that's certainly shady in and of itself. But I think, I mean, the onus does fall on the consumer as well. Yeah, and certainly. The buyer yeah. must beware. Yes. Yeah. And if something mm. seems too good to be true, it probably is. Yes. Yes. I do think perhaps one step forward would be if they had some kind of break to the automatic renewal process. So, for example, if they said every six months or so, you just have to log in and just click to confirm that you still wish to receive the service. Mm, yeah, yeah, yeah. That might help somewhat. I mean, in in terms of the particular complaints that you mentioned, dietary mm -hmm. supplements and cosmetics and health-related products. I mean, obviously not cosmetics. That's a different thing. But, you know, the term dietary supplements is, is sort of, it's a little bit dodgy. There's certainly a, an area where there seems to be a lot of scope for companies to engage in somewhat questionable business practices. Oh, yeah, certainly. You know, creating supplements where it's not clear how what the value of them is or the benefit of them is. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I don't know if I ever uh, told you this hmm. story. Well, it's not really a story, but it's um, back when I was in university, I took a, a, it was like a, a business law course yeah just uh, just you know an overview of business law and um the uh the person teaching it was uh he was a lawyer yep um 
and he would always share with us interesting stories that he had personally uh, dealt with during mm. his time uh, practicing law. And yeah, and he told us about because you always you always wonder like how how is this even legal? You know these dietary supplements because yeah. like they're not approved by anyone, right? I exactly, mean, it could, right. It yeah. could just be a ball of flour for all we know, right? Yes, exactly, yes. Um, but he said, like, the way they keep it legal is they they have someone who is thin to begin with. Yeah. Yeah, and, and they'll they'll fatten him up. Yeah. And And then, you know, someone who just is naturally thin, if you fatten him up and then they go back to doing their previous lifestyle then they'll naturally get thinner yeah um, yeah yeah so what they do is so they'll fatten someone up and then what they'll they'll give them you know whatever this concoction is yeah and then and then just tell them to go back to their previous lifestyle and lo yeah. and behold he was taking the supplement and he lost all this weight it gets thinner yeah so technically it's true yeah yeah and so therefore legal because it's not yeah. it's not it's not false advertising essentially because it is true but yeah <laughs> yeah there is um there's a documentary bigger stronger faster it's actually about mm -hmm. steroid abuse in sports but as part of that he makes the documentary uh filmer he makes his own supplement and he basically just buys crap and he puts it in these pills, but he adds a little bit of all these these ingredients and then he can say, oh, it contains X, Y, Z and market it that way, even though the actual main ingredient is just crap in the supplement. Wow, yeah. I mean, I, I certainly think there are some legitimate supplements out there. I, I oh, take yeah, vitamin pills yeah. myself. but As do I. I do sort of, yeah, it's questionable, isn't it? If 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 someone is signing up to a subscription service for supplements with a first month deal that is too, sounds too good to be true, mm -hmm, it's, I'm mm -hmm. certainly going to wonder about that service. Yeah, 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 for sure. Yeah, I do think, as we discussed a little bit before recording, I do think a subscription model is valid for, you know, many types of services. For example, where you're consuming content on a monthly basis, like Spotify or Netflix. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And in the case of vitamin pills and things, they can be valid if you're consuming a set amount every month or so. Yeah, yeah. And um, yeah, like with um, vitamins. Um, yeah, I mean, if it's, if it's something you buy on a regular basis anyway. Yeah. And then... You know, by going with a subscription, you end up paying slightly less because then the company has a has a regular customer, so they're willing to offer a discount. Then, yeah, I mean, cases like that certainly it's a it's a valid way to to go about things. Yeah, just quickly before we move on to the next story, mm. the it does seem now that you mention it that the those for me personally at least those texts and emails saying. You know, pay up your subscription fees. 
has ended or your subscription period has mm-hmm. expired. They do seem to have decreased somewhat in the past year or so. Yeah, I've, I've, yeah, I've noticed that too. Like, I haven't gotten, although, granted, like, I wasn't a person that got too many of those in the first place. Yeah. Um, because I've noticed it seems to vary a lot from, from person to person. Like, some people will be like, oh, I get these, I get like five a day. Yeah. Um, and then, then there were people like me who, like, I would get may, maybe one a month. Yeah. Um, if that, but but that being said, yeah, I, I get, I probably haven't gotten one for months. Yeah, me too. Yeah. I did used to get them every now and again. They'd say, "Oh, you know, you downloaded an adult video, and now you owe us money." Ah ha ha! Are you are you sure it was a spam? That was how I knew it was a spam. I'm a good boy. <laughs> oh okay. I, I'd never been on such sites, so I knew immediately it was a spam. <laughs> Okay, okay, whatever, man. I blocked the user, deleted the email, and reported it to the police. <laughs> to the police, because I'm, I'm sure they have plenty of time to be investigating these matters. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. We don't want to get dragged off into the weeds, but I did receive a strange email a couple of months ago. This might have just been sent to me mistakenly, but it. Mm-hmm. I get these strange spam emails every now and again. It's all kinds of different things. The most common is something like, oh, your Amazon password has expired. Log into this oh, dodgy yeah, yeah, yeah. URL below and, and, and enter all your payment information and send us $100 and we'll fix it. But <laughs> right. I received this email. It might have just been sent in error, but it was from someone I didn't know. It was in Japanese, but the Japanese was, it seemed fine to me as far as I could tell. I mean, I'm obviously not a native speaker. Hmm. Which, and often the Japanese in these messages is strange. In this case, it seemed fine. Yeah, it had a yeah. link in it. And of course, normally I would never click these links. But the link was to Flickr, you know, the photo sharing website. Mm-hmm. So I decided to click it. And it was all like random pictures of someone's holiday. So I wondered if maybe they'd sort of stolen this person's identity. And they were trying to trick people into making contact with them and yeah. eventually giving away their information or whether it was just sent in, in genuine error from this person. I mean, it sounds like it might have just been, yeah, someone mistook a an I for an L, you know, that kind of thing. Yeah. Oh, well. Was there any, anything more to say about the, these complaints that are sweeping the nation? Um, no, I think... Uh... I think that's about it. Uh, yeah, I mean, just the last thing it mentions is that the Consumer Affairs Agency mm. is is trying to do its best to crack down on deceptive subscription practices. Yeah, that's good. Um, yeah, they yeah they've uh, brought administrative orders against a couple of companies. Yeah. Um, so hopefully, yeah, they'll they'll keep on doing what they're doing and cut down on this type of activity let's hope so and in the meantime listeners beware if you live in japan or overseas if you're signing up for some kind of subscription service and it sounds too good to be true it probably is yep mm-hmm. all right so the next story this is okay. kind of a local story for me it's 
mm-hmm. about an incident that occurred in Nagano. Good old Nagano in central Japan where I live. Kind of mountainous. Um, but nothing ever happens in Nagano. Loads of stuff happens in Nagano all the time. <laughs> there was a farmer fell off his tractor quite recently. Oh, yeah, well, that happens. Yes, sir. However, this... So, the incident that we're about to talk about, I want to talk about it because it's interesting to sort of learn about these less glamorous crimes, I guess you would say, and it's kind of like the life of Mm -hmm. a minor thug. It might sound kind of exciting or exotic to learn about the Yakuza, the ja- Japanese <laughs> organized crime. And it's, a, you know, yeah. a somewhat scandalous tale, but real people did lose their lives in this incident. So, okay, you know, we should kind of be somewhat respectful to the victims here. Mm, now, certainly. This all happened in the town of Sakakimachi, which is in kind of technically in North Nagano. In an area they called Hokushin, or they call Hokushin. Okay. This town has about 14,000 people live there. However, I understand it covers, you know, a somewhat large area. So it's probably quite spread out. I can imagine the kind of place it is. Lots of farmers, people working in the fields, fields dotted around between people's houses. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's on the other side of Nagano City to where I live. So not that far. And on the night of the 26th of May, a couple of weeks ago, uh, three bodies were found at the home of Takenori Ichikawa, a kind of middle-aged man who lived in this town. Mm. And sadly, they turned out to be the bodies of his daughter, Anna, uh, who was 22, and his second oldest son, Naoto, who was 16. Wow, okay. Yeah, they had been shot, um, you know, killed by by a gun. Mm-hmm. And along with these two bodies, there was also the body of Sho Ozawa. Uh, he was 35 and he was a member, it, allegedly, according to the articles that I read, and in particular one article in a, a popular Japanese weekly magazine, so it's kind of more tabloidy, so we just mm-hmm, need to bear mm-hmm. that in mind. However, it's, this story has been reported on a number of other news sites as well, so it seems like the general gist of it is, is probably not too far from the truth. But apparently, okay. or allegedly, this Shou Ozawa was a member of the Tamakigumi Yakuza Gang, which is based in Ueda City, and is affiliated or a kind of under under organization i suppose you'd say if it was like a company there would be a subsidiary subsidiary. yeah yeah or even like a subsidiary of a subsidiary Uh uh um of the six uh yamaguchi clan which is or yamaguchi gumi which is one of the largest organized crime groups in japan and internationally they're huge yes sir they're kind of on a level with like the russian mafia and the italian mafia Mm, yeah 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 um, this guy, Sho Ozawa, was a... I'm not sure what the exact English translation would be. 
like a kind of underboss I read on Wikipedia, but a Wakagashira, which is yeah, yeah, like an official member, but a somewhat junior official member. Yeah, but he was a he was a made man. Exactly, exactly. Yes, exactly. So he's he's your basic level made man, not Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. just a complete street thug. These made men, as it were, Wakagashira would have korsein, I think they call them, underneath them, that are sort of like the footmen. These aren't yeah, made yeah, men. the soldiers. Exactly. They're not officially, they haven't officially joined these gangs, but they're the ones actually doing the crimes, oftentimes. Now, the apparently it seems that Ozawa, the Yakuza member, shot Anna and Naoto, the two sort of children of Ichikawa. I mean, they were, I mean, Anna was not a child. She was a young adult and Naoto was a teenager at the time of their death. Right. But then they, he turned the gun on himself and killed himself. Mm. And apparently this crime was witnessed by the wife of Ichikawa and she ran out sort of shouting for help. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now, so you might ask, what's okay, what's the motive here? Why is some Yakuza member going and killing, you know, people in a family like this? The Yakuza somewhat famously don't get involved with ordinary people so much. They kind of yeah, they yeah, they keep to themselves, yeah, for better or yeah. for worse. Yes, unless you know, you happen to be in a bar or something and you get in a fight with one, which is something you don't want to happen, certainly not. But, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, for a Yakuza to sort of break into a normal family home in the middle of the night like this and, and kill two people in the home is highly unusual. Yeah. But it seems that in this case it might have been a kind of personal crime. Now, according to an article that I read, it seems that the ex-wife of Ozawa had a relationship, perhaps, with the eldest son of Ichikawa. Mm. With who, apparently, this ex-wife of Ozawa and the eldest son of Ichikawa worked together at the same factory. Now, remember the uh, teenager who was sadly killed in this incident was... yeah. He was the second oldest son, so not him. Right, right, right. The oldest son was actually, on the day of the incident, he was not in the house because he was under police protection. Because it seems that Ozawa had, you know, found out about this, or this alleged trouble, or perhaps relationship. The wording in the articles that I read is somewhat vague on whether it was actually a relationship. But it certainly implies that. When he found out about this, he had been violent towards this eldest son, who is not named in the articles. But mm-hmm, mm-hmm. two days before the incident, he had a run-in with this eldest son in the car park of a combini, a convenience store, where he kicked yeah. and punched the son. Apparently, he perhaps also used a, a kind of metal bat in this assault. And this wow. led to... Uh, warrant being issued for his arrest and to the eldest son being protected by police. And as a result, he was not home when Ozawa came. 
Right, right. Some articles I read said that he may have shouted the eldest son's name as he shot Naoto, the second oldest son, who's 16. So uh-huh. perhaps he thought he was him, or perhaps it was a kind of revenge, revenge killing. The, yeah, however, but then, but then he killed himself, right? Hmm. Well, exactly. And this is the thing. And this is, of course, not normal Yakuza behavior at all. Yeah. So there has, there was some suggestion in some of the articles I read that perhaps he was doing some kind of drugs at the time of the crime. Oh, so he, right. Because since he was high, he, he generally thought that he had killed the older brother when in fact... He yeah. killed the wrong guy, essentially. Yes, yeah. Right, right. He does have a history of, of selling drugs. Or he did have a history of selling drugs. Mm-hmm. The mm-hmm. Just to go over this, Ozawa's history, because it might be somewhat illuminating for listeners to hear about the the life of a, a sort of junior Yakuza member. Yeah. In rural, or not you know, somewhat rural Japan. I mean, Uedo is a a somewhat large city, but he was apparently well-known as a kind of local thug. He ended up going to a juvenile delinquent center, Shonenin, for uh, punching a teacher when he was in school. Whoa. Pretty bad. And then when he got out of, of juvie, he... Yeah. Became, he didn't go to high school. Instead, he became the leader of a Bosozoku gang, which are... Okay. Yeah, for listeners overseas who are not familiar with this term, they are... How would you describe them? They're like gangs of young thugs who drive around on scooters, terrorizing Yeah, they're basically... Um, they're biker gangs, but instead mm. of like big burly guys on Harleys, you got little... Teenagers <laughs> on like scooters, yeah, yeah, yeah. But they're they're all like uh, they're all fixed up. And they have a by fi- yeah, mm. and by fixed up, yeah, I mean like they don't go fast. They're just really loud. Yes, yes, and yeah. Some of the members of these Borsozoku gangs that are that are more serious perhaps about the lifestyle have these strange clothes don't they with you know strange letters and slogans on which i believe we may have talked yeah, about in an yeah. earlier episode of yeah i think we did yeah Japan. back in back in season one yeah i think we yeah. did a piece uh a piece on on those guys but uh There's yeah the, actually- the typically uh, uh the their attire is um uh, like kind of long coats that yes. are embroidered with um, I guess very nationalistic. Yes. Uh, phrasing and uh, artwork. Yes. Yes. There is a an interesting sort of video on YouTube by Vice about these biker gangs. So mm-hmm, interested mm-hmm. listeners can watch that if they want to see some of the visuals or some mm-hmm, of what mm-hmm. these clothes are, are like. But so he was apparently, allegedly, according to the articles that I read, he was the leader of this Borsozoku gang, leading a gang of perhaps fifteen or sixteen youths 
And at this time, he already was forming connections with the Yakuza. And he became a kind of foot soldier, as we said. A k o s e i n at that time. So not a made man, but a street thug who would do work for the, for the Yakuza as needed.、Mm-hmm. And he joined this, the, the Yakuza, the Tamaki Gumi, when he was in his early 20s, according to the article I read. And then became a, a Wakagashira, a made man, an underboss, perhaps.、Yeah. Maybe when he was in his early 30s. I read it was three to four years ago, and he was 35 at the time of the incident. So perhaps when he was in his early、okay. 30s. Interestingly enough, a couple of years ago, he was arrested for catching 10 sazae, like, you know, the kind of mollusks or those.、Um, yeah, yeah. They're like a delicacy, a kind of sea,、uh, sea fish, shellfish, sorry, that,、mm-hmm. where the, the catching of them is monitored because of their, they're somewhat endangered. And he caught them illegally and was arrested for that. And then in more recent years, it seems. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the. Imagine getting. Like, it's just funny. Like, he's all like hardcore. But、uh, he, gets, he gets booked for like the thing. It's, it's like when they put away Al Capone for tax evasion. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, they're put, putting away this guy for stealing shellfish. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah.、Um, he has, in recent years, apparently, he has been. Allegedly, according to the articles that I read, he was known for selling drugs. Kakuzezai,、mm-hmm. which, what, does that generally refer to speed or meth? Kind of stimulants is the direct I, translation. I, yeah, I don't know. To be honest, like, I, to this day, I'm still not sure what they're referring to when they say that. Yeah, it's somewhat annoying because it's a slightly vague term, isn't it? Yeah, I mean, it would be like, yeah, it's like just saying drugs. Exactly. Yes, exactly. Like, it's, yes. It's not like, okay, but yeah, what kind of drugs? You know, I mean, there's, yes. there's quite a difference. Yes, exactly. The fact that people maybe thought he was on drugs when he committed this crime made me think perhaps it's meth. I'm not sure.、Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, could be. But anyway, some, some form of stimulant, most likely. I mean, it would not. Entirely surprised me if they referred to heroin as kakuzezai as well, but, but it should yeah, be yeah. some form of stimulant. So perhaps speed or meth.、Mm. Or even cocaine, perhaps. Yeah, could be, could be. You just have to take my word for it. He looks exactly like what you would, might expect. He has sort of very short hair. He's wearing those glasses that are、oh, yeah. somewhat shaded. Yeah, yeah, the, the tinted. Aviator type glasses. Exactly, yeah. Yeah. He has a very thin and, and small kind of goatee and mm, mm.、Uh, gold chain, it looks like, around his neck. Nice. So, yeah, and then I mentioned that this incident surrounded his ex wife. Apparently, this divorce from his wife was not a real divorce, he was still living with her. With her and her daughters from a previous marriage in Ueda City. I wanted to ask you about this. The article suggested it was a false divorce, but would there be reasons for someone in Japan to get a false divorce from their spouse? 
Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. None, none come to mind. Yeah, well, apparently he was sort of completely in love with his wife. He met her at a snack in Nagano City. Mm, how would you describe a snacks. how would you describe a snack for our foreign listeners? A uh, snack. Well, I mean, it's a it's a girly bar. Yes. But, um, it's uh, it's it's like a step down from a hostess bar. Yeah. Um. And because you know, a, a, a typical hostess bar is like like if if I go with like two of my friends, right? So there's three guys, then yeah. there will be three girls to drink with us. Yep. And, and to be clear, I mean, there, there's no hanky panky. It's just re really like literally that's it. Like you just drink with the girls, and then you're charged yep. by the hour. Yeah. And then when your hour's up, you either pay for another hour or you go home and, and that's yep. it. Um, mm. But yeah, snack is, it's essentially the same thing. But if, if three guys went, then you might get yeah. three girls or you might just get one. Um, it's, yeah. It's just um, like there's no guarantee that there will be an equal number of men and women at the table. Yeah. Um, and but the then the women as well the, may the be slightly is, older in a snack. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And and the pricing is definitely uh lower at a snack. Um Yeah. And and I don't know, snacks are a bit more I don't know how to describe it, a bit more like local type yeah. establishments, I think, where like every everyone who goes there is like a regular and yeah, often people will have their own bottles and things at snacks, won't they? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's it's yeah. It's all, it's almost like like a neighborhood hangout for for drunkards. <laughs> yes. Um, but yeah, it's, it's I've I've been to them before. It's good, good, clean fun. Yeah, yeah. Sort of. Yeah. Chatting with a somewhat flirty woman. Perhaps. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, I mean, not a really bad way to while away a few hours if you're that way inclined. Of course, I'm not myself, yeah. but I'm a good boy staying at home reading my Bible, of course, and not going to snacks. Oh, but... yeah, of course. <laughs> the um... So, yeah, apparently he was, this Ozawa, he was very possessive of his wife and he had she had had to change her jobs multiple times was one line I read in an article, which I suppose oh. implies it, that maybe he was becoming concerned about men at her places of employment and forcing her to change yeah, jobs. Yeah. And also, just one final line, there was this kind of big split in the Yamaguchi clan a few years ago that led to some outbreaks of violence yeah, between yeah. Yakuza members. It was a war. Yes, sir. And apparently there was a Molotov cocktails, sort of petrol bombs were thrown at yeah. the Tamakigumi headquarters of which, you know, Ozawa was a member. And wow. he may have been involved in a retaliation shooting at this mm -hmm. rival gang. But, you know, as we discussed at the top of this story, the this came to a tragic end. His 
career in the Japanese, in the underworld of Japan, when he, you know, killed these two young people. It is very sad, like I said, you know, they had their whole life ahead of them. Apparently, the, yeah, yeah. the teenager Naoto was a talented boxer. His father was very heavily involved in the boxing sort of community in uh-huh, Ueda. Uh-huh. He was a talented young boxer, this Naoto. The, and yeah, I mean, it's just a senseless, tragic waste of life. As I mentioned before, you know, it shouldn't concern listeners too much because Yakuza very rarely, very rarely do, um, you know, enact violence or anything or carry out crimes against regular members of society, people who aren't affiliated in some way with the Yakuza or perhaps the police. So it is a very yeah, strange yeah, case. Yeah, as long as you don't go seek them out, then they'll never bother you. Exactly, exactly. But yeah, that, I mean, that's the story. The One of the... I mean, of course, it pales in comparison to the um, the loss of life here, but one of the sort of side effects of this story now is that every time you search for that, that town's name in Google... Oh it will come up with stories about this incident. Right, right, right. Have you ever had any run-ins with young thugs or, or, or young sort of members of the underworld? Uh, I've, I've... I've met a, a couple, yeah. Um, Did they seem like scary, scary men? No. But, but But you could... No, but you could tell, like... Like they got, they got kind of like that, uh, that look in their eye, you know, where yeah. it's like, okay, like I mean, they're they're totally cool now, but yeah. if uh, if shit hits the fan, then uh, they're not gonna hold back, you know. I mean, you can you can kind of yeah. tell they got that they got that look, you know. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, best not to get on their wrong side. Yes, sir. Yeah. I mean, it's somewhat scandalous and exciting. So, I mean, perhaps at some point in the future we could do an episode on, on the Yakuza. Yeah, be interesting. Yeah, for yeah. sure. Oh, well, how long has this episode been going on for? Yeah, I think we've... Uh, this is one of our longer ones, I think. It's a bit over an hour at this point. Yeah, About an hour ten. Yikes, our listeners will yeah. be falling asleep. Yeah, they'll be dozing off. So, yeah, it will probably be best to, to cut it here. Okay. Okay, but, yeah, so thanks for sticking around. And if, uh, if you're interested, please come find us on the Instagram or the Twitter. Our username is RealJapanGuys. Or you can email us at mail at thereal.jp and check out our website at thereal.jp you can find this podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify and Google Podcasts just search for The Real Japan should come up Uh, or alternatively you can listen directly on the website too that works Um, so yeah uh, I guess we will see y'all again next week Goodbye, listeners. Bye-bye.